And I found the quick fixes weren't very long term. They were okay if I wanted to go to a holiday or a wedding, I could lose the weight very quickly. But I needed to have a healthy relationship around food because I found that I actually had an unhealthy relationship. Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. I'm Carl, your host. I hope you're doing well today. And I'm really, really pleased to be welcoming a special weight loss warrior today. Now, not only is he from Braintree or in Braintree living there, which is my hometown, but he's my mum's Slimming World consultant. Matt Hughes, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for welcoming me to your podcast. Uh, you're very welcome. And listen, it's absolutely fantastic to have you here because I recently did the episode with my mum talking about her story. And it was only recently she found out that I even had a podcast and I know that she thinks very highly of you, that you've helped her a lot, that she feels very supported being part of your group. So first of all, I want to start by saying thank you. Thank you for for what you do, not just for my mum, but for everybody who is part of Slimming World and, and that you do help. It's it's really commendable. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, Nick. Matt, you've got a story of your own to tell, which I'm really, really looking forward to hearing today. And um, before we get into that, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, a married man with um, a son and I did have a daughter, but we'll go more into that talking about sort of some of my weight loss struggles and sort of living Braintree. I was a, I was a zookeeper then turned Slim World Consultant. I love supporting and helping people. And if I can help someone, I'll always do it regardless whether it's weight loss, even just fixing some things. I'm always generally loving to help and support. I love a happy chat, joke, laugh and giggle. I've got about seven and a half stone off in total so far, which in my weight loss journey is, is it's sort of part way. And uh, yeah, I've got a love of animals, I like fast cars, generally bits of pieces like that. So nice and diverse. You like lots of different things. And then one of the things my mum said to me was, you'll get on with Max. He's a nice guy. He likes helping people. And, you know, he, he's, he's just nice and easy to talk to. So I thought, oh, brilliant. We have to get you on the show for sure. Um, I can see in the background there, you've got a couple of tanks. So I'm, I'm guessing, and when I say tanks for anyone who's listening to the audio, I don't mean military tanks. I mean uh, like aquarium style tanks, but what do you have in there? I got um, on the one over one of my shoulders is a giant Madagascan hognose. Is that a snake? Sorry. Yeah, it's a snake. Sorry, I just, I didn't know what a giant Madagascan hognose was. It's a, it's a, <laughs> that's right. Sorry. Yeah. It's a, it's a frog eating snake from Madagascar. So they have like a shovel like nose sort of like to a point so they can dig out frogs from under the soil. Oh, wow. Um, and they have fangs in the rear of their mouth that they pop the frogs, but they also have a mild venom as well. Perfect. Unless you're a frog. <laughs> and then in our, my, over my other shoulder is I have a Madagascan cat-eyed snake, um, a very small tree-dwelling snake, more likely would eat anoles, lizards, small birds, and possibly a few small bats. Wow. Um, so two different types of species of Madagascan snakes, both rear fang venomous snakes, but don't need a license so okay if i got bitten it would more likely be a burn okay sort of sensation and a bit of swelling fair enough 
Wow. So interesting. So you, you love reptiles. And anyway, Matt, we, we, I could talk to you about wildlife all day. And I know you've got a vast and extensive knowledge about it. But I'd love to hear more about your weight loss journey. So if you could, I don't know where you'd like to start. But usually on the podcast, we talk about people's struggles before making the decision to lose weight, their journey of weight loss. So if you wouldn't mind maybe telling us a bit about how you came to be the weight you were before you decided to lose weight. Sort of going back sort of like a brief history, sort of as a youngster, sort of like possibly up to about the age of five or six, I had a relatively good healthy sort of diet, um, speaking to parents. Um, I would even eat like raw mushrooms and things like that. So quite like a diverse of, of meals. Um, and then as I think I got older, my sort of taste buds changed. And then as they changed, I then do believe um, it was my parents started working so I had my uncle and sort of grandparents looking after me so I think it was more to the quick easy food options then it turned to sort of takeaways because parents would come home it's easy to grab that a lot of unhealthy choices more than the good healthy side and with working parents it's always going to be hard to always make sure that they've got a household to run two or three jobs to run and then also to feed the kids who are like I think me and my brother weren't the easiest to feed, um, both being picky. So I think it was just the easier option. Um, we, were, Me and my brother were both sort of relatively active. We would play, I would play in a football team. And then when I went to secondary school, I started playing rugby. So it wasn't like I didn't do a great deal of activity, but it probably just wasn't enough to be enough activity and also probably eating the right types of food so I was eating eating well but um it was probably more of like fried foods instead of sort of like healthy cooked meals I do remember having loads of healthy cooked meals but now following um sort of slimming world I can see where the danger zones would be lots of fats and oils um like the skin on the on the on the meat and things like that which would be very calorific um so I just probably was just in always in a calorie surplus um my parents were always trying to push me to do exercise um even to sort of quite a lot of like shouting arguments between because we'd be very sort of anti doing this and doing that um and then I think I was probably 10 or 12 I think I started doing Atkins diet it was just where it's high protein um sort of like low carbs I did have a sort of a bit of a bad memories with that. I, I don't know, obviously it might've changed since then. So anything that sort of happens from my memories, obviously this would change. It's not anything negative towards any other programs because I'd hate to sort of spread that message out there. Um, but I had to remember as a child with my parents having to get weighed in my underwear. Um, I'm, I'm 38 now. So I'm sort of, you're looking at like 28 years ago, sort of things have changed since then massively. Um, so that was a bit negative as sort of a young child, overweight getting weighed in underwear which wasn't very I did lose some weight which I was very very pleased about and then moving into sort of like secondary school had packed lunches a few days but then I would get given like dinner money to take to school um so going through walking to school sometimes I even got the bus to school even though it was like a mile and a half I would still use the easier or cheaper option uh, the easier the easy option instead of the the one that I would quite happily do with my mates. I'd stop at the sweet shop, I'd buy sweets, eat them before going to school. Then I'd have my dinner money. I'd have, I remember buying like slices of pizza or getting sausage rolls or donuts or crisps because I wanted to go outside in the playground and play football. 
Whereas I could have had a nice healthy meal, sat down in the canteen, ate that, but then I'd have missed out playing with my mates in the playground. So it's a lot of negative foods of, or sorry, not negative foods, but a lot of high calorific foods have gone in, giving me the sort of the, an, an outcome of being overweight, which then had a negative impact on how I was feeling. Um, and then it just sort of carried on going. My weight just sort of kept, slowly kept on going up and up and up. And I would have a set of scales at home, but I didn't really pay attention to the number on the scales. Um, so it was only really when I joined another weight loss group um, that I actually remember that number because I, I don't know why that number I remember, but I also have it. I've got a photo of a face on face on and then a side view that I used to help and support my members so they can see how big I was when I support them in my similar groups. And I got to 25 stone. That's the, the recorded number, but it could have been more previously before going there. Um, and what got me to go to this weight loss class, it was called Lighter Life. So it was like a milkshake and they sometimes had like bars. It was very easy. It was very calorie restrictive. It was between five and 800 calories a day. No food. It was just water and these shakes. And what got me to that is it was when all the way through my journey, my mum and dad were always supportive and trying to help me. But it was on, I think it was July 2000, 2005. And that was the day that my mum, it was, it was just after my mum passed away. And uh, she was 59. Yeah, Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, about 59, very young age. Um, and it was just immediate overnight. And then me, my dad, and my brother all on our own was going through obviously grief. Um, but then also it was due to high blood pressure causing an issue that made her pass. So we all thought, actually, we're all on the heavy side. Let's do something about it. Um, so my dad started the light to life program and said, and see how easy it was. Um, so then I followed suit. Um, very, very easy. So I probably lost about six stone in just over six months. Very, very quick. Very, very easy. Um, the management side, I didn't really find that was, if I can remember rightly, wasn't that great. So then I gained the weight back again, as I've done with all the other fad diets. Um, with Atkins, I lost it and gained it. Um, the management side was slowly introducing food. But then I found myself cheating, um, not following the program properly, going back to old habits because they were my comfort things that I liked or wanted and I didn't feel like I could have them still. Um, so sometimes it's that fear of missing out is always that, it's that, it's that horrible thing. Um, so I did that, that didn't work. So I gained some weight. Then I did the program again because I gained the weight, but I knew how easy it was. Um, so I did that again. And the second time, I held it. Uh, I never went back to the 25 stone, which was my heaviest. I would go from 25 and then I'd get down to the weight I wanted. Then I'll go back to about 23. Then I'd lose weight again the second time. And I think I went back to about 18 to 20 stone after I finished the second lot of Light of Life. I did Weight Watchers, but I couldn't. I didn't follow that properly because my, my previous zoo paid for me to go because they were worried about my me being overweight and having a heart attack, being sort of in a region of about 20 stone working with animals working 60 hours on my feet a week they thought I was gonna be very very ill so they paid me to go and that was 
that was the 2006. So I started doing Weight Watchers the same time as I was doing Lighter Life. So I can't really say anything about Weight Watchers because I didn't really follow that because it was I was doing the second program because that was quicker. I wanted the quick fix. I didn't want to have to feel like I've got 20 stone plus person to then having to try and lose weight and get down to a healthy weight loss. It feels like it's going to take me f- absolutely forever. Um, which then I thought, okay, I'm only going to give up. So I did the lighter life because I found it was easy and I could lose weight quickly, which a lot of people do find they want to do. They want it to be quick. They want it to be nice and easy and simple. But sometimes we do have to work at it. Um, and I found the quick fixes weren't very long term. They were okay if I wanted to go to a holiday or a wedding. I could lose the weight very quickly. But I needed to have a healthy relationship around food because I found that I actually had an unhealthy relationship. I had loads of high calorific foods that I would always enjoy and want to eat in mass amounts. So I needed to find a program that would be able to enjoy food that I liked, but also be able to know the right portions on the plate, the healthy food groups, and what are the dangers when it comes to with weight loss. Because, um, yeah, having like calorie counting works for loads, but we need to, I, I then have to sit down and do the numbers. Um, I find that would be quite taxing for me long-term because I need something that I can just do quickly in my head. I don't need to sit down and have to work out all the macros. So I, that's when I found life, uh, that's when I found Slim World. And it was through a friend who lost weight and we was having a meal. I think it was in a restaurant. I can't remember what restaurant it was now. Um, she started losing weight. So I started noticing. So it was me and my wife and um, the friend that I had and then her partner we was going with a meal. And then she was showing me on the on her plate what she could have or what the sin values are, which were the high calorie foods. And then I thought, okay, that looks a pretty decent meal. It was like, I think it was like a steak, a jacket potato, and a salad, um, which is a really nice, healthy meal. Um, but you just don't think it's gonna be that healthy as such, because you just think, oh, it's fried or oh, it's got butter on the jacket potato or salad dressings. Um and then I had my deep fried onion rings and chips and <laughs> steak with a fat on with a nice sauce on the top of that. So it was all I had to do is make a few swaps. So I was still having the same meal, but just a few swaps. And I thought, okay, yeah, I can do that. I didn't go initially because I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. See, I'll, I'll see how it goes with, with my friend. And then I was at my old zoo that was at Colchester and the manager did it as well. He came into the, feeding prep area was doing and he was trying to get some like fruit or some cheese because on the world plan you can have those um and he came in and his shirt was like hanging off him and instead of the first instant saying oh are you ill which is always the first time someone says anything you haven't seen him for a while and uh, he went no um i'm not i said oh we've been going to the gym instead of saying are you ill and uh, he went no i've I just i haven't got time for that i just and I, he went to slimming world and now that's two people that I know, one being a friend outside, um, but it was a lady. So I thought, okay, maybe. But then when a guy came in and said he goes to Slim World and he's eating all of this and he's losing weight, I thought, okay, he can do it. And I know he was a big, he was, he, he's a nice foodie person and he likes the fine things as well. I thought, okay, I can do that. My son was two and a half, I believe, at the time. I took him into the Slim World group and I met Heidi for the first time on a Thursday morning. Um, she talked me all the way through the plan. Um, I had my son on my lap 
to sort of that it was that safety blanket i needed that safety blanket because going into a room knowing i'm possibly the only guy in there as well um so it, it helped a lot i found out about the plan i sat through group and i thought actually i'm not the only one why was i so nervous why was i so scared but it's always that instant um and your mum probably would find the same as well when she came through the door the first time um and uh I found that the 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 foods, the meals were relatively the same things I was having, but just with a few tweaks. So cutting out fats and oils and swapping it for something else or cutting the fat off or taking the skin off. It was very, very simple swaps. And that's what I needed. I needed something that I could just quickly do to change the meals that I liked. And then I started doing it. I started lo- losing weight very, very quickly. Um, I started Slimming World the first time back seven years ago. Um, it was, I was 17 stone, 10 and a half pounds, I believe. Um, and in 42, 43 weeks, I lost five stone, 10 and a half pounds. Eating just normal foods, um, without having to worry about making shakes and going hungry. I was socializing, I had birthdays, so Christmas. Um, and it was after my brother-in-law's wedding that I hit my goal weight of 11 stone 13 and a half pounds I wanted 12 um but yeah I got it under that after a wedding and I thought I was never going to do it but I did and then straight after that I launched my first Slimwell group because after doing it for so long I wanted I loved the I loved the plan and I also I can see the support it was so helpful in group I wanted to carry on doing it and then that led me still on to my Slimwell journey still um now I've been doing it for seven years I've had my ups and downs um i kept at my lowest weight for a very very long time um and then i found out my wife was pregnant for the second time with my daughter um and then through the appointments we found out that there was a few complications um we didn't know what yet that there was some like she had like a hole in the heart or two holes in the heart eventually found out um and also she was holding her fingers in a different way so the, the doctors and the consultants were all talking about like what that was all about so then I'm thinking okay like I'm strong enough to be able to do it without any stresses or strains all this time and I thought okay I can carry on doing it but then as the appointments went on we found out more and more things that were we was having to make very difficult decisions me and my wife were very sort of emotional at the time me trying to have to hold it in to try and support her. So I was sort of being the emotional support as well as trying to deal with it myself, but dealing with myself all internal. I didn't really open up to many people. Um, and then my weight slowly sort of become unstable. It started going up a little bit because I was having to use food as a way of comforting myself because I was comforting my wife, my family, making sure that they were okay but I was using food as my comfort blanket so then the weight slowly crept slowly crept on and then we found that then when my daughter was born I spent five and a half weeks in hospital with her um sorry five weeks two and a half weeks in hospital two and a half weeks out in that time she was connected to all of machines she was very very poorly um, and she was born with a condition called Edward syndrome, which is a life shortening condition. And two and a half weeks we had at home just after Christmas, we had Christmas, New Year. Um, she sadly passed away. Having to 
hold her in your arms for only a, a small amount of time because I think it was about two and a half weeks we had to be able to hold her in our arms properly without being connected to all machines having to deal with your daughter passing away after five generally they're normally the ones who are burying you you don't expect to be burying your own children um so that was very difficult to then so again support the family not support myself so my weight started to go back on again I tried many times to go back into group to get the support because that's where I found I could open I could open up about the struggles I had with food but not the reasons behind it so they were helping me and supporting me but it was sort of sometimes going in and going out the other side and I was sort of almost sort of going into group cheating after getting on the scales going and having whatever I wanted and not really succeeding as I should have done all trying to get through the grief then over time it sort of the food wasn't such as a comfort blanket then. It sort of slowly eased back and I started managing to get a bit more control. Still, even now, it's six years on, still not sort of forgotten her. It still sits there, especially around her birthday and the time she passed is always a tough time for both me and my wife. I managed to sort of get control over food, then lockdown hit. And for a lot of people, lockdown was horrific. Mental health was hit low. Um food was on the intake drinking was on the intake but for me and my wife and my son we actually took actually the walks once a day the activity that we could do inside joe wicks was brilliant we love p with joe because my son was a very active person so keeping him occupied and keeping his energy levels burnt off doing p with joe was fantastic and it was actually a really good support because we was being active and with activity, it gives you so many good hormones surging through your body. So I always suggest that and support that in my groups anyway. I almost got back to my lowest weight again. And then late December, I found out my dad had COVID. Um, and we was doing sort of like videos over Christmas. And then early January, my brother phoned me and went, dad's not very well and he was struggling to breathe because the oxygen levels because of COVID-19. He took him to hospital and I was having to sort of be the support for my brother now because mum not being here. Then he caught COVID and went into hospital as well. So now I'm having to support both of them, make sure they're all, all okay. My brother managed to come out, but my dad sadly never come out of hospital. He passed away on the 12th of January, literally a day before my birthday in 2021 and um being almost back at my target weight that happened and then my weight went back on again having to deal with family squabbles supporting my brother making sure that he's okay because now he's on his own he's in the house that where we grew up where my dad was um it was quite difficult to try and deal with those struggles and then it was only till october this year sorry last year um, that I actually went back into group to get hold of my weight loss. And I think I went back into group about 18 stone nine. So still not near where my heaviest is, but I'm still overweight. I'm still unhappy. Um, and into that date, from beginning of October till now, um, I'm down to 17 and a half stone. So I've lost just over a stone and a half since being back into group where I get the support but also I go to a group that they just know me as Matt. They don't know me as Matt, Slim Well Consultant, because with the role of consultant, it comes along with a bit of also 
feel like you have to be the support, but also you have to be like a role model as well. But sometimes personal things that I've just shared takes away that I can only, I'm only human. I'm not a robot. I'm not perfect. We all have these struggles and that's, these have been my last two struggles. And that's what sort of pulled me away from my weight with food. It was okay. I could get away with a few things here and there, but it was really to do with those struggles and going back into group. I can share those. I can share with the members, but also they don't have that prejudice that, oh, Matt Slim and Well Consultant, he should be as his target weight. He should be able to manage his weight very, very well. Um, how can you support people and not be at your target weight yourself? So you get that or you get that feeling that you might have that. But even though most of our members all know us and all know my story anyway. So I like to share it, but I just wanted to be me this time. I wanted to have no sort of correspondence with that. Cause I just didn't want that judgment, which we always judge ourselves. Um, and that sort of really leads me to now. So it's sort of over the years, a lot of unhealthy relationship with food, a little bit of secret eating, binge eating, um, which sort of would be towards where like the cheat days um, after getting off the scales, going in, enjoying whatever I wanted because I fear of that missing out. And I didn't really open up to my wife that I was doing it till sort of early last year, sort of round about last year, mid last year. Um, and I don't, she never knew I was doing it because um, she was always supportive all the way through. I met my wife when I was probably about 21 stone, 20, between 21, 23 stone. Um, and always supportive of me and my weight loss, always worries um, that I'm going to be unhealthy or unwell or she, she always worries and she's always that strong supporter of me at times when I need it. And also there are times that I feel that the, the support's a bit much, but as always wise, they always can feel like they are more stronger than the, the, the comments. Come. I won't say nag because that's just not right. She's not doing that. She's doing it because she cares. Um, but obviously at my time, I feel that it might come across that way. So, but no, she's been massively supportive, always making sure that I can have this and have that so I can stay within um, my sets in allowance. She'll make me my breakfast. She'll help and support me with my Slim World meals. So she's always been a support with whatever weight loss program I followed, but she's happy with this one, with Slim World, because we can eat the same meals. I just wish my son would eat the same meals as well. <laughs> he's a bit fussy. I think he's taken after a bit me as I was younger, but but no, it's, it, that sort of leads me up to sort of where I am today, um, feeling positive about my weight loss journey because it's going in the right direction. But the struggles are still there and I don't think they'll ever go away. I just have to have that belief that I will be able to do it. And also once a habit is broken enough times, it can do because during lockdown we couldn't I couldn't secretly I couldn't binge eat because we could only go shopping once a week or stick to those rules so I think that's where it was and then after coming out of lockdown I think going back into some of those old habits because I that that retaliation I can be free now I just need to go back into okay I'm only going shopping once I don't need to have that or if I do go to the supermarket and have to buy something I'll buy something different and then two years ago I thought one of the good things that I would, would go a long way of trying to make myself even more healthier and also to limit some of the things that I could binge on um, was to go vegan. I looked after animals. I care for animals. I care about the environment, which is why I was a zookeeper for such a long time. Then I found through lockdown, actually being turning becoming vegan actually was another way that I could support myself because I can eat healthy doing this. I'm limiting some of the, the high calorific foods that are going in 
but also I'm helping the environment and also I'm not being such like what's my hypocrite. I can't say I care about animals and then possibly potentially eat them at the same time. So that was my choice and that was my thing. So I switched over and I'm loving all the slim world meals I can make out of tofu or jackfruit. And my wife's always been vegetarian anyway. So it was an easy switch for her and a switch for me. I was only having meat two or three times a week anyway. But, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's my journey pretty much as, as a short winded version of it. <laughs> wow. I, I don't think Matt, there's ever been an episode where I've not needed to speak in that capacity that was absolutely amazing and very touching as well if i'm honest with you because i didn't want to interrupt but there's so many points in there that i'd love to touch on but i'd like to, to go back and talk to and i'm sorry first of all for for your loss your dad and, and your daughter like going through and your mum and, and sadly it's, it's part of life when you lose parents and people older than you you expect it but i don't think you ever expect like you said to to lose a child and having been through some very difficult pregnancies and having to, to we, we lost a child at, at 26 weeks, which was quite advanced in the pregnancy, having to make some difficult decisions ourselves. So I know how that can impact you. And I also know what it's like to to feel that, that weight on your shoulders of needing to support others and put on a brave face for others to help them. Now, at the same time, I know a lot of people wouldn't expect you to carry that burden. For people closest to you, they don't expect you to put on a brave face for them, but it's almost like you feel duty bound to do it. Um, you see their pain, you see their suffering, and you do everything you can. But it has to have an outlet. It has to have some kind of release at some point, and it can only build up for so long. Um, whether it's food, drinking, drugs, people find their release in different ways. And it will happen eventually. And if you do have that that knowledge or experience of using food as comfort, then obviously that's your your coping mechanism. That's the way that you'll go back and and use that. And it's it's strange. And I'll I'll say it exactly as I'm thinking it because I I find myself as I've I've been doing the podcast becoming more conflicted about which weight loss methods I believe in which ones I think are potentially dangerous, which ones I think are not very helpful, which ones I think are great. And I, I, I find myself conflicted because Lighter Life, for example, I have a coaching client, one of my clients who I've been working with for some months now, she lost a lot of weight very quickly on Lighter Life, but then regained it all and then some. And I think the problem of a dangerous fact of it, first of all, it's, it's not real food, is it? It's you're, you're drinking milkshakes and extreme, extreme calorie deficit which isn't sustainable. But the thing that I've realized it does is it creates almost a benchmark of what is possible. So anything that comes after that, you find yourself saying, oh, well, there was that time when I lost this amount of weight in this time. And anything else that happens after that almost just doesn't feel as effective or you don't feel that you're progressing as fast as you possibly could by following an extreme weight loss method like that. So I think that's something that you have to navigate and change your thinking around slightly when you do realize that it's not sustainable or even healthy to do that over a long period of time. But then Slimming World specifically, I I question quite often whether or not Slimming World does enough to help people at maintenance and does enough to help people with mindset. Because everything you've described today, for example, Matt, about secret eating, comfort eating, 
that emotional attachment and connection that you have with food. And you said yourself that you feel at some level you may always be dealing with and managing. I've always, or at least recently started more and more to question, okay, perhaps the world doesn't do enough of that. But then I hear a story like yours of someone who found the plan and has been able to lose weight, but not just lose weight, get a better understanding of themselves, get a better understanding of what it is to eat healthy, to be able to live day to day without feeling like you're restricting yourself by making a few smart swaps as opposed to completely removing food groups or limiting yourself with foods that you like. And then I think, you know what, if that's right for you and that helps you, then fair play, fair enough. And there's so many people I've had on the show who have lost weight with Slimming World that it would be wrong of me to ever stay, stand up and say, I think Slimming World is bad for people. There's a lot of people that do say that. And I can understand both sides, I think, where people are coming from. There's criticism of the plan. There's criticism of, of whether or not it's long-term sustainable and healthy or whether or not it prevents people from getting education. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who have been given a lifeline from Slimmer World, who have been able to get their life back on track just in terms of finding a way to, to lose weight. Now, whether or not it should be the plan for the rest of your life, that's very individual, very personal and up to, to each person, which is, again is why I'd never criticize it or try and turn somebody away from something they're having success with because I don't think it's so unhealthy that it's dangerous. Whereas something like Lighter Life, I, I have my reservations over. So, I mean, the weight that you've lost is fantastic and the fact that you're still on a journey and so open about it as well, I think is, is really admirable because you said yourself, we are just human. We are... On a, on a journey to try and be the best we can, but we do have obstacles. We do have trauma. We do have very difficult moments in, in yourself. Some of the things you've been through are, are devastating, literally devastating. And having that support network that you know you can go back to at any time, knowing that you do have a plan and a process that can help you, I think is really important, be it whatever plan that is. But having that support network is, is so important and helping you. And I'm sure it'll probably be the way that helps you find your way back to the weight that you feel happiest at as well when the time's right. Mm, for sure. And the support comes in group. Um, but yeah, there is, it is that short time, as you said, like finding that support is key. And that's why having those people outside and using loved ones, friends, family to, to use them as support as you can as best it's the support was always going to be hard because we're as that slimming world we're only trained for habits changing the habits like going deep down sort of like binge eating and secret eating there's a reason why we're doing that it's not because we don't want to do that no one wants to do that i think there's something deep down and i think for mine it is of fear of missing out grief back to childhood memories so you're going back to like your factory reset so to delve into deep enough into those sort of deep down rooted rooted mindsets or habits would be more difficult to change in such a short sessions that we have and especially we've got 45 minutes as, as, as a session once a week with potentially 30 or 40 people in the room going deeper and delving and expressing and how to change those mindsets. I don't feel there would be enough time 
you will see people talking to counsellors um, about grief. And these are half hour, hour sessions, one to one. So there are things that changing food, food types is, is going to be key. We know that. But also sometimes it's the deeper, deep set things like I was saying. Those things would never be able to be fixed in group. And I truly believe that we can help with making healthy food choices by using things like visualization, like, okay, what am I going to choose instead of this and using techniques like that. But the reasons why I'm eating this, the reason why I'm binging on that, that will never, I don't, I don't feel as a slim world consultant, that's nothing I don't feel ever potentially will ever be cured in a slim world group. That would be something that I'd have to, if I wanted truly, truly cleared and got rid of, and never be thought of again, like decompartmentalized in a box in my brain. They would probably be sitting down with someone fully trained in behavioral, behavioral sciences or talking to someone like a counselor that would potentially just be able to do that. Like people who are in the emergency services having to deal with horrific scenes every day, they would have the opportunity to do that. Um, as consultants, we do have the support our end as um if we do need to be able to get that support from our head office we have a we have a team of counselors we can talk to if we need to because obviously we take on not just our journeys we take on the journeys of everyone in front of us as well um so but i feel that's as much as we would love to be able to get some of those deep dark rooted behaviors eradicated i don't feel that will ever be something done in slim world groups um or in a weight loss group at all ever it would have to be mindset on okay this food will be better for us and the why or this food we can make lower calorie so we are can help us be in a calorie deficit to lose weight and that's what we need the hints and the tips and the strategies but these are not going to be the deep rooted bit we're always going to have that and i think the benefit of losing weight gives us the confidence to potentially and hopefully never go back that way and for me i was doing well when i was at my lowest weight because i had that goal i hit that goal so why would i want to do that and it was then when i had bad incidences um bad news stress in deep big amounts of stress that's when I did use that comfort blanket. I went back straight underneath it, started doing some of the old techniques until I managed to get back into the right frame of mind, which is that mindset shift. We do have parts of our books that do talk about a mindset shift. We're going to be looking at food, looking at activity and looking at ourselves differently. But sometimes that comes from us losing weight. We have to, uh, losing weight will give us the keys and the tools to be able to make those changes and why we want to keep making those changes because we do look good in ourselves we can run faster or walk further i haven't got this medical condition i can fit in that size clothing i can go to this supermarket that shop without anyone saying anything i can put on a speedo and go onto the beach if i wanted to um, i would never do that i would never, <laughs> I'd never be doing that but it would give you that confidence and then that confidence would then potentially maybe decompartmentalize that bit in your brain that that the old habits, but they'll always be there. Um, and then, as you said, it would go back. So I think that's that is the tr that's the truth. And I do my best in groups to be able to give people the tools to be able to make the food stops and why. But there are always going to be reasons why we choose this, why we choose alcohol instead of 
for the actual feeling, not for the taste or uh, being drunk. Why am I getting drunk? That would, and it's, I'm using the tips to try and reasons why we're we doing that. Why do we need to do that? And there'll be reasons that people will share and we can support people with that. Um, but I'm really trained with 50 plus years of experience on all about the, the swapping of the foods, get into a healthy way to help with that motivation to get those weight losses to then bring in underneath to help shift that mindset because the mindset will be shift to the foods but to keep it there and to put those habits behind is over long-term weight loss and is to keep seeing that weight loss you know you, you've just given me a, a a change in perspective a real shift in perspective there because for a very long time i've, I've used the expression or sentence that slimming well is a good process to follow but it doesn't do enough for mindset but in what you've just said there matt it was really eye-opening and but there's an expectation that Slimming World should be there to fix everything. And perhaps that's, that's just not the case. Perhaps it isn't for Slimming World to fix the weight loss and the mindset. And this is part of a reason why when I started coaching, I saw that gap. Because when you follow a process to lose weight, you will lose the weight if you follow it correctly. And it's almost, I, I, I use the word easy, not very lightly, but it's straightforward in that you're given a process to follow. You follow that process. It's like a map and you will get to that destination. But the gap is working on the reasons why you're overweight, why you binge eat, why you see food as an, an emotional safety blanket, as you mentioned. And I think that's where living groups come under criticism, perhaps for not identifying. But what you've just expressed there is absolutely true. And I think fair as well to say that, you know, you have maybe an hour with up to 30 or 40 people. It wouldn't be possible to necessarily to every single one of those people speak for a minute, let alone express the reasons why they binge eat and how it impacts their life on a daily or weekly basis in terms of their relationships, in terms of their relationship with themselves, their confidence, their self-esteem. A lot of people wouldn't feel comfortable doing it either. So it's really, I'd never really considered it that way, but it's perhaps just not the environment in which that can take place. And so perhaps there are things that are being done like image therapy that, um, you know, a work on mindset that can be done at a group level and at a very high level, but without going too deep because you just don't have the ability in that session to be able to do that. And I mean, when I work with coaching clients, I can work with them as a minimum of 12 weeks and that's one-to-one -one sessions for at least an hour long. And we look at facing forwards as opposed to back, whereas counseling, what you've described is more about going into why and how you've arrived to where you are today but the coaching what i do is more about okay this is where we are today where do we want to go because i'm not qualified to to counsel you know to be a counselor i'm not a therapist in that side but in terms of goal setting and working towards goals i feel very comfortable doing that and it, i just never thought about it that way so thank you for, for giving me a different perspective on that and unfortunately we're running out of time it, it's been a very insightful conversation and very interesting to hear your story as well matt and you know congratulations on what you're doing as I said at the very beginning, it's, it's really incredible. What advice do you have for listeners? Keeping in mind, some people want to start a weight loss journey. Some people are on one. Some people have been on one for a long time or several times and still haven't reached their goal. What would you say to the listeners of Weight Loss Warriors today? I would say to anyone who's looking to lose weight is to give yourself small goals. Don't feel that your weight loss is a large mountain. Knock it down into sort of molehills. Small changes over time make big differences. But if you want to change something, 
like this weight on your scales, then you have to make that change. And it's that commitment to yourself why you want to make that change. And if you want to make that change, you can do it. Everyone can do it. But it's make, why do we want to make that change? Because everyone's going to be different. So yeah, find the reasons why you want to make that change and then commit to yourself to make that change. And then you'll see the changes happening, whether it's with your weight loss or anything in life. Amazing. Matt, truly, an absolute pleasure. And I'm, I'm going to be in the UK very shortly. And if I can, if it coincides with the days that I'm there, I, I'm not there on a Wednesday, so I can't come to my mum's group, unfortunately. I would have loved to come to my mum's group. But maybe I could pop in and just say hello to you um, at one of your other groups, just so we can meet and I can say thanks in person, um, if that would be all right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just um, just let us know. Really appreciate it, Matt. Thank you very much and well done for everything you do. It's been great to have you on the show and congratulations on being today's weight loss warrior. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Goodbye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.